Episode 74, Being Allowed to Practice Your Craft. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, in studio with Jason Jennings. Jason, always great to be with you. Uh, Dale, great to be back with you again. So you have spent a lot of time traveling. In the last episode, we talked about why you've been gone just a little while and the amount of time you've been spending out there. And and today we're going to talk about this idea of being allowed to practice your craft. And, and I'll set this up for the listeners, but there's a saying I have. We have two teenage kids, and uh, anytime we catch them complaining about something, we remind them that it's a first world problem. Meaning wow. <laughs> there are uh, really anything that we're facing because we're such a blessed, uh, we're, we're so blessed and the, this country is so amazing that uh, there are people in other places in the world that uh, they're facing some real problems. And I think that's where we're going to in this episode of being allowed to practice your craft. So you've been uh, around well, the world. Well, we are, but, but we can end the podcast right there. Uh, once in a while, you just come out with something so brilliant. Now imagine the help that you just gave Everyone listening who's got some teenagers still running around the house, I mean, all you have to do is look at them and say, and that's a first world problem. Yeah, there's not a lot of complaining in the Dixon house. We'll, say, we'll just leave it at that. Oh, that's exactly right. But uh, take us, what, tell us about your epiphany and how, and the game changer that you've seen in traveling and, and how you came to this place of being aware of that you're allowed to practice your craft. Um. A number of episodes ago, and, and people could go to the website and they could find it, I uh, talked about the joy of solo travel. And solo travel is, uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's hard. You don't have a wingman. You don't have a wing person. And if you were to get hit by a car or have a heart attack or get in trouble someplace halfway around the world, uh, you know, sometimes it's a little easier to ha- have somebody with you. But I've gotten so much done, and I've been able to do so much thinking uh, when I've been traveling solo. And so here's what happened. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Sri Lanka. It's, for those listeners who are not familiar, it's an island nation of about 23 or 24 million people. It's south of India. It's incredibly beautiful. I guess technically it would be called uh, a third world country. I would argue with that. Uh, incredible progress uh, has been made. It's, it's a major metropolitan, beautiful area. The countryside is gorgeous. And, and things improve economically all the time. And one day we're going to devote an episode to the company I was invited to speak with, one of the most remarkable companies I've ever encountered. Uh, however, I'd been at the resort hotel for several days, and I knew I wanted two more days uh, in Sri Lanka, and I didn't want to stay in a wonderful resort and conference hotel. I wanted to go someplace else. So um, I, I had worked it out with my travel person and had picked a place, a beach, a couple of hours north of Colombo, and it was a nightmare getting to. It took about four and a half or five hours because of the traffic. And finally, about nine or 10 o'clock at night, I got into my room. I'd been up since four or five o'clock in the morning. Uh, I was exhausted. And I looked at this beautiful room, and it was gorgeous. It had a gorgeous living room. It had a gorgeous bedroom. 
and had these mammoth sliding doors that were already open for me in a beautiful, huge terrace. And the Indian Ocean was right, I mean, a few feet away from you, and and the waves were pounding, and the moon was shining. And I took a glance at the bathroom, and I saw this incredible soaking tub, and everything was marble and granite and stone surfaces. It was absolutely beautiful. And so what I did is I poured myself a glass of wine. I went and sat down on the terrace. And you know what I thought about? Please tell me. I thought about Valentine, Nebraska. This is going to be a good story. Okay. All right. Uh, Many years ago, when I was just beginning in the consulting business, the first guy that hired me to consult his group of radio stations was a wonderful man from Torrington, Wyoming, by the name of Kerm Kaith and Don Jones. One was a lawyer. One was a broadcaster. They owned them half and half. And they had a radio station in Valentine, Nebraska, Cherry County, the largest county, I believe, west of the Mississippi, population two and a half or 3,000 people. And Valentine, Nebraska is not the end of the world, but you can probably see it from there. And uh, so one of my assignments was to help them turn around this tiny radio station in Valentine, Nebraska. And so when I got to Valentine, there was only one place to stay. And it was, and it's still there. I just checked on the internet the other day. It's still there. Uh, it was a cinder block motel. Uh, it had a screen door on all the rooms like grandma and grandpa used to have. It had one kind of plasticky lawn chair uh, sitting outside each room. Uh, there was only one restaurant in town that I'm aware of that was open after six o'clock in the evening, and that was Pizza Hut, and that was quite a walk. But what I remember most is sitting out in front uh, in my 20s on this little plastic chair in front of this cinder block motel, uh, looking at the cars going by, I think it's Highway 80, and thinking to myself at the time, you know what, I'm at the top of my game. I'm so lucky that I get to do what I do and think about what the future is going to hold. And I suddenly realized something, and that is this. For all my frailties, the one thing I've always done is I've always appreciated the fact that I'm allowed to practice my craft. And practicing a craft is important. If you recall the Malcolm Gladwell book uh, where he talked about that it takes 10,000 hours to master something. So if you're doing brain surgery, it takes 10,000 hours. If you're playing the viola like I like to do, it takes 10,000 hours to master something. And so I was thinking... You know, when people are away from home on business, sometimes it's too much. You miss the you you miss your partner, you miss the wife, you miss the kids. Uh, the days seem very long. I mean, occasionally everybody just wants to chuck it all, or they feel bummed out, or they get a little bit depressed at how tough and long the journey is. But I've got to tell you something. Just keep in mind the following. And I don't know. I I, I had to go and find some of these myself. On this planet, half the planet lives on less than two dollars a day. Uh, two billion of us live under the thumb of 23 horrible dictators. Four million people die each week. One half billion people suffer from a mental disorder. And this is one that just blew my mind. 75 million people are going to die from a broken heart this year. Well, when you put all of those things in context, I sat there in Sri Lanka just thinking, gosh, I am so happy I get to practice my craft But I felt the exact same way and just as good when I was in Valentine, Nebraska in my 20s and just as good as I feel every time somebody places enough confidence and trust in me and my body of work to hire me for a speech or to buy one of my books and to send me a note 
talking about how much the content of the book has meant to them. Uh, so that's why every single morning, I don't know if I've ever told you I've done this or not. I, we may have mentioned this in one of our episodes, but every day, uh, wherever I am, when I've got that sonic care, in, and believe me, Dale, the days are hard. The travel is hard. There's nothing wonder. Uh, travel and being halfway around the world away from family is not easy. And there's lots of inconveniences, and there's lots of reasons to probably stay home and sit in your bum. But wherever I am, I, I put that sonic care in, and it's bzzzing away. And at some point in time, I've now learned to take it out before I say these words. And I, I just look at the mirror and say, you know what? I am so fortunate uh, to be able to do what I do. I'm so fortunate to be able to practice my craft, and I'm going to pay back by being a good steward in everything I do today. Mm. And I have just found that makes a remarkable difference in one's attitude. Just look at the mirror every day and say, you know what? As tough as it is, I mean, I'm not living under a dictator. I'm not living on $2 a day. I haven't died of a broken heart. I haven't died this week. I don't suffer from a mental disorder. I mean, I'm a pretty fortunate soul that I get to do what I do. And it's finding something to be grateful for. So I started off with an example of our kids, and I'll share one more quick story. Every night, we we really make it a point to gather around the dinner table and have dinner together. And we have started a, a habit that we go around the table, and everybody is supposed to come to the table with something that they are grateful for from that day. And the idea behind it goes to the heart of what we're talking about right now, is that you find what you're looking for. Well, don't you remember the episode uh, that we recorded and it's still there. People can go back and listen to it. It's current information if you haven't heard it. I mean, uh, I, I had heard the phrase looking for God every day. And I said, if you have difficulty with that one and, and you're non-religious, use the phrase looking for good every day. And since we recorded that episode, I mean, it's looking for something good every day. And I never knew that about you because yeah. I'll tell you what, that's the way we ran this household too. There was a dinner together every evening, and dinner was not uh, takeout, and dinner was not a pizza. I mean, we had proper food, and there was a dinner, and everybody ate together in this house, and we still do. Episode 35, if you want to go back and listen to that, where did you see God today? Or where did you see good today? Or where you did you see to good be today? Religious. Yep. So episode 35 is that one. And then also earlier, you mentioned the episode about the benefits of traveling solo. And uh, that is episode 51, if you want to go right. back and listen to that one. So this is a, it's just a good reminder to think about what you're looking for and to realize that you're going to find it. So if you're depressed about your job and, and not happy about the, the work that you're doing day in and day out, you're going to find all the things that you don't like if you set out working for it. But there's something good to find in your life. So thanks for the reminder. Tell you what, I want to, I want to bring people's attention to The Reinventors. And uh, that is a book that's on a number of bestseller lists. And I want to read to you a review that was posted on Amazon. Uh, he titled it, it was from Cameron's, uh, titled it, Add Me to the Jason Jennings Aficionados. I have to admit, Jennings writes in a style that is easy to read and tough to put down. Yet Jennings builds his writings on a lot of research, screening, organizing, and finding themes. So themes, what's the main theme? In business and in life, continuous change is imperative to stay vital. 
and it, that's and, and that's wow. just the first of a long review that's there on uh, on Amazon as far, and it's a seventy eight percent five star, eleven percent four star. Uh, so uh, a majority of them are four and five star ratings on Amazon. Great to see, and uh, definitely, if you have not added this book to the bookshelf in your home, it's The Reinventors. It's been an awfully, awfully big book, and if I might, I was reminded of something else this week, and it'll be my final comment, and that's this. Remember that you'll never build a better future for yourself without building a better future for others. Mm. Excellent point to leave us with for the week. Coming up next week, um, we're going to ask an important question, and uh, it's, are you reasonable or foolish? So be thinking about the answer to that question. Are you reasonable or foolish? And I think we're going to surprise you with what the answer should be, right? We will. I promise. All right. Jason Jennings, uh, this is The Game Changers. It is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Go out and make it a great week. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.